Today on Understanding Immigration, the true fiscal cost of illegal immigration. So 30% increase from 2017, that's just wild. I mean, trying to comprehend that, just how much more money we're paying now than we mm. were paying back then. And how much that total is in total right now, over $150 billion. That, right. just, that takes a while to sink in. But what you often see in the mainstream media with, with the mass immigration lobby and all the organizations that work under that umbrella is this hyper focus on the taxes paid by illegal aliens, what they bring in from uh, work, from their jobs and that sort of thing, and just completely censoring all associated costs or trying to pretend that the taxes and the economic benefits that they bring somehow greatly outweigh the costs that they incur, which again is completely ridiculous. Coming to you from Washington, D.C., you are now listening to FAIR's Understanding Immigration Podcast. Welcome in, folks, to Understanding Immigration. With me today, I have FAIR's Director of Research, Spencer Raley. Spencer, how are you doing today? Doing great, great. It's good to be back in the podcast studio again. It's been a while. Yeah, great to have you back. Great to yeah, have you back. And, absolutely. you know, for a good reason, well, probably not a good reason for taxpayers here, <laughs> but bringing in for a good reason for a big study that FAIR just mm. put out, talking about the true fiscal cost of illegal immigration on the United States taxpayers. Uh, I'll let you take it away from here. What's the cost? What do we need to know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is a report that FAIR has done a number of times, typically every three to five years or so. Last time we did it, 2017. We found that the net cost of illegal immigration to U.S. taxpayers came out to about $116 billion, which is not chump change. Uh, but we found over the last five years that number has increased to $150.7 billion net wow. to U.S. taxpayers. Billion it's with a, a B. With a B, yeah. With a B, That's wow. an important distinction. It's, <laughs> it's one of those numbers that's just kind of hard to comprehend because it's yeah. so big. Um, and yeah, so that's just an increase over five years, a 30% increase. Of course, a lot of that coming from the border crisis that we've had over the last couple of years. But that's that's the amount the wow. taxpayers are paying now. So 30% increase from 2017. That's just wild. I mean, trying to comprehend that, just how much more money we're paying now than we mm -hmm. were paying back then. And how much that total is in total right now, over $150 billion. That, right. just, that takes a while to sink in. Something I want to know is, how do we get to this number? Well, you know, of course, we could talk about this number. And, you know, people on Twitter might say their things, you know, throw some oh, yeah. shade at it. <laughs> how do we get to this number? What What's the true reasoning behind it? So really what we're doing, again, the $150.7 billion figure is a net cost. So what we did first is we tallied up the cost, the total gross cost of illegal immigration and looking at everything from how much does it cost to educate illegal aliens and their U.S. born children? Uh, what are they getting in benefits in states that offer it? What federal benefits are they getting? You know, most people think that illegal aliens don't get any federal benefits. That's just not true. Many of them get it via fraud, but a lot of them get it via legal means. Uh, you know, those that have been that have uh, been paroled into the country are eligible for most uh, taxpayer-funded benefits. Wow. Some that sometimes they have to wait a year. Some they're eligible for right away. Individuals with TPS get effectively all the same benefits that U.S. taxpayers uh, get, with a few exceptions. DACA recipients get a lot of federal uh, benefits. So if you think about it, most people, most illegal aliens today start are, are falling under those categories, especially with the Biden administration, you know, using and abusing systems like parole. So there's a lot of different avenues that illegal aliens uh, use to get taxpayer funded benefits. And of course, they use the everyday things in the United States that taxpayers use as well. Roads, schools, uh, the medical system. And of course, a large number of them, since uh, they aren't eligible to get, you know, 
health insurance and things like that to a certain degree, uh, it ends up with a lot of uncompensated healthcare costs, especially in emergency rooms and things like yeah. that. And illegal aliens don't make nearly as much money as lawful migrants or U.S. citizens since they um, can't legally work in the United States. They're yeah. often taken advantage of by unscrupulous employers. And because of that, that just kind of leads to this net fiscal deficit. Of course, of course. And I understand that where you're coming from. I mean, so many different sort of benefits that they're getting right, once right. they come across the border. I mean, whether it's from the federal or state and local governments, mm-hmm. as you're talking about here. My question is, I mean, with so many different benefit programs that are out there, so many different ways to get money, what, what's the methodology? How do you get to all these numbers? Do you have to look through every single state program, every right. single federal <laughs> program that's available? I mean, that seems like a lot of digging. So what we do is we try to find all of the major areas, most expensive things where whether you're a legal immigrant or a U.S. citizen or an illegal alien uh, when it comes to benefits uh, from the federal government, from state governments, and try to calculate those for illegal aliens. And by doing so, it's extremely challenging because there are a lot of times where we just can't find good, reliable data from reputable primary sources. So there are times where we just have to leave money on the table to use the term uh, because we can't find good data sources. And and in this study, you just count that as a net zero, even though we know that that's money going. Yeah. And because of that, our number is certainly on the conservative side. For one, one very prime example is the cost that gangs cost to state and local governments who have certain task forces, things like that. You know, most of these programs, they don't differentiate between legal or illegal U.S. citizen or foreign born. And so we don't, we can't, you know, ascribe a cost to that reliably, so we don't even include it. The same is true with a lot of Obamacare programs that uh, certain illegal aliens, such as those with DACA status, uh, parolees, other individuals who uh, qualify for it, we can't include that either, so we don't even count it. So you're you're talking about billions of dollars that we can't even account for. Well, and I mean, whether that be talking about drug activity, whether that's talking right. about different sort of, you know, criminal activities. And the only sort of real criminal cost that we've seen inside of this study is through if that actually gets carried through the judicial system, correct? Correct. Well, yeah. that and a lot of local a lot of local costs we can actually ascribe <coughs> to illegal immigration by looking at programs such as the State Criminal Alien Assistance Program, which is a federal reimbursement program that states can apply for for when criminal aliens are in their systems, typically illegal aliens. So we can kind of use that uh, as a methodology to ascribe uh, costs to state incarceration, state policing, that sort of thing. Of course, we also look at the programs in states like Texas and Arizona where they have to spend a lot of their own money uh, effectively securing our border or even just handling crime related to illegal border crossings and stuff like that because the federal government's not doing their job. That's a real taxpayer cost as well. And it just goes into so many other areas as well. You know, the one thing we haven't touched on much, but it is the single biggest cost is educating illegal aliens and the children of illegal aliens. You know, that's a massive unfunded mandate that's been placed on schools uh, via the, the 1980s Supreme Court case Plyler v. Doe and uh, it in, it has ended up being the single biggest cost in this study at over $70 billion to states. Wow, wow. So you're talking about half the cost right there. It's just an education. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you said that's just based off of a Supreme Court case where they ruled that well, – what, what, what was the ruling? There? Well, effectively with Plyler v. Doe, it was ruled that states cannot forbid illegal alien children from enrolling in schools, that hmm. there was a greater uh, federal – 
benefit and incentive to mm-hmm. educating the children of illegal aliens than there is to allow states to forbid them from entering yeah. schools. And, you know, really it, it, it's problematic, not because we don't want to see children get educated. You know, we, we all want to see mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't want any child to face, you know, major educational hurdles and developmental problems just because their parents broke the law. Yeah. However, this mandate that requires taxpayers, U.S. taxpayers to then foot the bill for that, that's what's not fair. Yeah. So another situation needs to, you know, another uh, another solution needs to be reached with that, you know, whether that's you know charging tuition to the parents of illegal aliens or finding some other way to make that work because asking taxpayers to foot a bill like that is just it's ridiculous it's, it's, it's ridiculous. ridiculous it's not appropriate yeah. and if and if and if a solution like that can't be reached by the federal government then they need to fund it because mm. that is the federal government placing that mandate on states and then turning around saying well you also got to pay for it which it just isn't fair yeah of course of course and i mean of course there, there's people you know as i talked about opening mm-hmm. the program here there's some people which are doubting this number this 150 right, billion right. some people would doubt that it's 70 billion just mm-hmm. to educate our children you know, educate illegal alien children inside of the system my question is is why why is our total here with fair mm-hmm. why is the total so much higher than other places um do you think it's people not willing to go through the method methodology of you know the painstaking research that you guys went through or what what would cause people to doubt this number and why is this number accurate that's a really great question and honestly it, it's it's higher than a lot of what you see in the mainstream media but it's actually lower than a lot of estimates as well like i had mentioned already there are a lot of things we just have decided to not even approach because we want to make sure we have reliable primary source data for everything that we release in this study but what you often see in the mainstream media with uh uh, mass immig- with the mass immigration lobby and all the organizations that work under that umbrella is this hyper focus on the taxes paid by illegal mm-hmm. aliens, what they bring in from uh, work, uh, from their jobs and that sort of thing, and just completely censoring all associated costs or trying to pretend that the taxes and the economic benefits that they bring somehow greatly outweigh uh, the costs that they incur, which again is completely ridiculous. Uh, We found in our study, and this is actually one of the most generous estimates out there, Mm -hmm. is that illegal aliens uh, pay approximately $31.4 billion in total taxes, more than $16 billion at the federal level, and uh, more than $15 billion at the state and local level. Still not enough to cover all the education costs. Not nearly not (laughs) enough. Not nearly enough. You you combine that up against the $182 billion gross cost, again, that's just... It doesn't even come close to cutting it. And this this uh, idea that somehow they're earning enough income, contributing enough to the economy to offset the costs that they incur, it doesn't make sense, you know, no matter how you cut it. It just really doesn't add up because when you have a, a, a massive cohort of people that work very low-paying jobs, many of them under the table, not paying any taxes at all, and the ones that do work in the above ground economy, barely making $30,000 a year as a family, we know by basic economics that anyone making that level of income is not a net contributor to the economy. Mm -hmm. Because for one, when they file their taxes, they get a lot back in credits. And we looked through this and found just a large number of federal and state credits that illegal aliens are eligible for especially if they fall under one of these growing programs, such as humanitarian parole, uh, the DACA program, TPS, uh, deferred enforced departure, a lot of these programs where they actually become eligible for a lot of these different 
tax credits, government benefits, cash assistance programs, so many different things. Uh, whenever the average income is that low, they're automatically going to qualify for those things. So especially in the political climate to you have today where there's very little risk of them being deported, why would they not pursue those? Yeah, and you mentioned something which I, I kind of caught on to there, which was that our estimate when it comes to how many taxes illegal aliens are mm -hmm. paying is a lot more generous than other places. Right. Off the top of your head, do you have an idea of where other places would estimate how much illegal aliens are paying in taxes, or what does that look well, like? It, it really depends. I mean, I've seen anywhere from five or six billion up to about that 30 billion number. And that's the same depends. population, correct? That's not just state well, studies or anything? That, that, that Those are from other studies. Yeah. And of course, where a lot of this kind of diverges and is, you know, how many illegal aliens you assume live in the United States? How many you believe are working? Fair, uh, our estimate, again, is higher than kind of the commonly cited number you see of about 11 million illegal aliens, which is, again, ridiculous. They've said it's been a static number since about 2,000. After we've had 6 million come in. And yeah, after, you've, yeah. <laughs> after you have literally hundreds of thousands entering the country every year, somehow that population every has increased. Every few months at this I don't point, know right? if they're, well, I haven't noticed a similar surge of people crossing the Rio Grande going into Mexico. <laughs> and you definitely haven't seen them. Yeah, it's, it doesn't make sense. Maybe some going into that, Canada. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I haven't seen caravans of individuals yeah. leaving the United States heading to these countries. We definitely aren't deporting them at the same uh at the same clip that we used to, and voluntary departures are down from what we've seen from CBP data. So just simple logic tells us that it's it's increased at a massive clip. And we use tried and shrewd methodology to reach our illegal alien population estimates, looking at Census Bureau data, using the uh, undercount estimates that were commonly used uh, by many of these organizations up until the early 2000s. So our estimate of the total number of illegal aliens is slightly higher, but even if you used the 11 million figure, for example, you're, you're still nowhere getting close to the amount of taxes they're paying, uh, overtaking the amount of costs that they incur. You're basically, you have the same ratio just decreasing a little bit. Or if you use, for example, some of these estimates that are much higher, like from the MIT Yale study, you would be taking those same proportions and increasing them drastically, probably getting up in the you know 200 billion figure. So yeah. it really is just a kind of a cop-out that a lot of individuals in the mainstream media and the mass immigration lobby are using to try and undercut uh, something that they know to be true, which is that there is no way you can logically argue that illegal immigration is somehow a net boon to our economy. Yeah. And so, you know, to answer the question for me here, answer the question for some of our listeners, you know, we have this big cost. It's right. what you say, 182 billion is the right, big cost right. at the That's end the of the day, pre-tax. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at that, is that a cost that I'm paying when I'm filling out my tax receipts here in the next month or so? Is that something I'm feeling at the grocery store? When, when am I going to be paying these costs? Oh, you're, you're going to feel it across the board. You know, we found that if you look at the gross cost, that's a, a little over $1,156 per taxpayer that's being wow. paid towards the cost of illegal immigration. If Say you that account, one more time. $1,156. Over $1,000 a person. A year. Per, wow. uh, per taxpayer per year. Okay. So have you paid, have you cut your $1,000 check towards illegal immigration <laughs> yet, Ron? Yeah. I have. <laughs> and, and, personally, I haven't. Maybe I have. I don't know. Well, I think you have and you haven't noticed it is okay. how it works. And again, that's how that's how taxes often work. We, we, we pay all these taxes, whether it's through your withholding, 
the the tax you the check you cut to the IRS in April, or paying you know a sales tax at the grocery store, paying you know an excise tax when you fill your car full of gas. You know we just think of this as all going to Uncle Sam, which it does. But one of the reasons Uncle Sam is collecting this so they can turn around and you know give benefits you know to illegal aliens. It's not just building you know the roads that you drive on. It's not just uh, funding our military or other ne- you know necessities that we have in this country. Part of that is going to individuals that have no right to be here but are still here. They're still uh, using services and they're still racking up a huge bill. And so that's just one of the major concerns. Uh, that we came across in this study is just the massive tax bill that's being footed here by U.S. citizen taxpayers. Yeah, and now I know you said there was a massive increase in the past five years. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm also curious about over the past couple of years, just under Biden alone, has there been an incremental increase more so underneath his administration? Because obviously he's going to want to give out a few more handouts than Trump was willing to. Well, well, for sure we're seeing that. And one thing I had mentioned earlier that I think is going to be a major is, is a major issue now is going to become an even bigger issue is some of the programs that the Biden administration is using to bring individuals into this country. For example, when President Trump was president, most people that entered the country illegally, you did have some abuse of the parole system and stuff like that, just on a much smaller scale. Most of the individuals entering the country either came legally, then overstayed their visa, or they snuck into the country and they weren't caught by Border Patrol, or they were caught and released, you know, through one of the various programs that we have, even just, you know, releasing individuals while they await their uh, await their their hearings. Most of those individuals don't qualify for any benefits. They don't get work authorization, uh, anything like that. However, when you have more and more people coming in through uh, humanitarian parole, for example, uh, or receiving TPS, we saw so many new TPS designations over the last couple of years or redesignations, uh, and all of these various programs that the Biden administration is abusing to release elite, not only release illegal aliens into the country, but to give them work authorization. It also makes them eligible for a lot of benefits that, again, they have not been paying taxes. They just got here. They're working low income jobs, so they're going to end up getting more back in credits than they actually pay in net taxes. But they're also immediately or within a year on some of these programs eligible for Medicaid. They're eligible for, you know, CHIP. They're eligible for a whole lot of different federal programs that the illegal aliens who are entering during the Trump administration or even the, the Obama administration before him weren't getting. So you are going to see that cost per alien go up significantly in the Biden administration simply because he is making them eligible for a lot of programs and they have not been you know, paying taxes for 20, 30 years or whatever, like a lot of us, you know, in order to, you know, become a net benefit before they ever need to pull in on, uh, pull any of those benefit uh, programs. So money has to come from somewhere. Exactly. And it's coming from those who came here the right way, lawful migrants who are here working legally, and it's coming from U.S. citizens. It's not being offset by the illegal aliens that are here in the country. Okay. And obviously Biden has his own sort of way of adding on to this cost with his legislation, with his wish list of things he'd like to see done. Uh, is there sort of different costs if you live in different states? Is there a certain yeah. region which is shouldering the burden of this cost? What does that look like? 
Right. And yeah, it varies by state. And one thing you'll see if you go into our report that, you know, we have on on our website, www.fairus.org, you'll be able to see one of the things we have is a 50 state breakdown where you can look at what's the cost in each state. Obviously, a state like California is going to have the biggest cost over 30 billion, actually. Uh, Whereas, you know, if you live in West Virginia, (laughs) a, a relatively conservative state that doesn't have a lot of special programs that illegal aliens are eligible for costs are going to be a lot lower. Uh, and of course, you can kind of, you can also look at a report to see like, what is the average cost per taxpayer? That makes it a little more, that, that helps you account for population differences and things like that. But what we found is, you know, again, you look at a state like California, like New York, like Illinois, um, these are all states that have made illegal aliens eligible for a lot of state programs, such as Medi-Cal in California. That costs the state more than $5 billion. Compare that to Texas, which, you know, is a smaller state than California, but it's the second, uh, it's the state with the second most illegal aliens in it. They don't have, they don't let illegal aliens access any state uh, health program. So that's Mm -hmm. a massive savings for Texas right there. So a lot of this cost doesn't just fall on what the federal government's doing, but it falls on state legislators as well. So you look at uh, some states, again, I think Texas is a good example. Nearly 90% of the costs in Texas are made up of education, which, again, they don't have any choice on that because of the Plyler v. Doe uh, decision, and also police and justice costs, which, again, are extremely high because they're having to pick up the slack that the federal government have left. Yeah, Yeah. in order to enforce (laughs) the law down at the border, which, again, high amount of gang activity, you know, cartels trying to move drugs across the border. Texas is down there catching those people, arresting those people. Well, then you got to prosecute them. you got to incarcerate them, turn them over to the federal government, whatever's happening there, that costs money. So in states like Texas, you see that it's condensed more into these costs where they really have no control over it compared to a New York where they just recently expanded state Medicaid coverage to all illegal aliens over 65. That's going to be a massive cost, and it's completely optional for the state. You know, same is true in Illinois. We saw something similar. Uh, again, in California, all students get uh, certain free lunch programs. Again, these are all uh, costs that are just making it even higher at the state level that if the state legislators tomorrow said, hey, we want to give our taxpayers a break. We don't want to give benefits to individuals who have no legal right to be in the country. They could change that. Yeah. So it's not all on the federal government. I see. I see. And now probably California, they don't have much hope of this, but other other <laughs> states around the country, is there any way which they could see any realistic hope of this cost going down? Or is there any way they could try to sort of stop the impact on how much this cost is impacting people at home? Oh, absolutely. And the single best thing that a state can do to combat this or the federal government as well is to remove the incentives. You know, every state that has opted to, for example, enact mandatory e-verify for employment in their state and then to actually enforce that, have some sort of enforcement mechanism on that, we found that those states have lower costs of illegal immigration. Illegal aliens, the the growth of the illegal alien population in those states is a lot slower than in a state like California, than in a state like Illinois, a state like New York, which is just putting up the welcome sign for illegal aliens. So, so yeah, there's, you're there saying, is like, a enforcement lot. Enforcement of verify things like that is. You, yeah, would you call your legislator about that or? Yeah, what, absolutely. What Talk okay. to your state legislator. You know, they're the ones that can put these things on the ballot. And mm-hmm. states that have done it, states that don't offer benefits such as in-state tuition, states that don't offer benefits such as driver's licenses, 
that cuts that cost. It also cuts all the other social costs that comes along with illegal immigration as well. So there's a lot that a state can do to actually protect against these cost increases associated with illegal immigration. Then beyond that, of course, there's so much that needs to be done at the federal level as well, just to actually enforce the law, secure our borders. Uh, that's the number one thing. You know, we saw uh, just such a massive increase in monthly illegal immigration. Almost as soon as President Biden took office and started just dismantling security yeah. at the border. So again, there's so much that can be done, both at the state and the federal level in order to um, at best slow the growth at which the cost of illegal immigration is growing, and then hopefully over time actually decrease it. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Well, Spencer, we certainly appreciate you joining the program today. Everyone at home, make sure you check out our website, fairus.org, F-A-I-R-U-S.org. There you're gonna be able to find the whole cost study. We have it right there on the front page for you. You'll see Benjamin Franklin's head. And of course, that's what's gonna be going into the illegal immigrants' pockets because of all the programs that we have going on. Thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, you can listen to us here on YouTube. We also have Google, Apple, Spotify, podcasts. Feel free to listen to us anywhere you can find us. Thank you, have a good one.